Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Havana syndrome is a set of medical symptoms with unknown causes experienced mostly abroad by U.S. government officials and military personnel. Now, these symptoms range in severity from pain and ringing in the ears to cognitive difficulties. First reported back in 2016 by U.S. and Canadian embassy staff in Havana, Cuba, Beginning in 2017, more people, including U.S. intelligence and military personnel and their families, reported having these symptoms in other places, such as China, Europe, and even Washington, D.C. The U.S. Department of State has referred to these events as unexplained health incidents, while the Central Intelligence Agency Director William Burns publicly called them attacks. Now, Dr. Robert Bartholomew is an honorary senior lecturer in the Department of Psychological Medicine at Auckland University in New Zealand. He has spent the past six years studying Havana Syndrome and is the co-author of Havana Syndrome with UCLA neurologist Robert Balo. And he has written extensively on the history as well of UFOs, cryptozoology, poltergeist, social panics, and mass hysteria, and is known for working with believers and skeptics. Robert, welcome back, my friend. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing really well since the CIA report was recently leaked. I'm feeling much better these days. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about that report. What did you think? What what was your reaction? Well, I thought it was always going to be that way. The findings were leaked to the New York Times, and... It is an interim report. It's not yet complete, but they said it was very comprehensive and that most of the 1,000 cases that have been investigated by the CIA have mundane explanations like undiagnosed medical conditions and stress and not the result of an international campaign by Russia or Cuba or China or other foreign powers. And we had reached a similar conclusion 18 months ago with our book, Havana Syndrome. Now, I need to preface that the CIA said they're continuing to investigate about two dozen cases that remain unexplained, but that shouldn't be taken to suggest that there's something sinister going on. And I would draw a parallel to the recent U.S. government report on UFOs, which found a small number to be unexplained but that didn't necessarily mean that they were of extraterrestrial origin. For instance, many Havana syndrome cases just lack sufficient information to base an assessment. Now, back in 2016, when all this first started, it was in Havana, Cuba. Do you think there was some kind of mass hysteria going on, or how many people were affected out there? Well, to understand this case, you really have to go back to the beginning, and that's been a big problem with people. They haven't gone back to the beginning. They've just kind of looked at what's been happening now. And But if you go back to the very beginning of the Havana Syndrome, what you'll find is that you had um, this small group of CIA agents who were living in a posh section of Havana. And at night, In November of 2016, they're walking outside their homes, and they noticed these odd sounds, and they couldn't figure it out. And then in late December, one of them went to the American Embassy Clinic with ear pain and a headache, and he noted, he said, you know, it's almost like someone's pointing a beam of sound at my home at night. 
And when a couple of other CIA agents mentioned the same thing, uh-huh. this theory emerged that they were somehow being harassed by some new weapon. And then that spread to the American embassy, who was sharing information with the Canadians. And the next thing you know, everybody was told that they were being possibly targeted with a sonic weapon at night. And the embassy staff were told, don't stand near windows. Don't sleep near windows. Uh, Sleep near the middle of the room. And so they were really stressed out over what was being reported. Plus, when they went to Cuba, they were told that they were going to be surveilled 24-7. So they were under a tremendous amount of stress at the time. I had always been told, Robert, that we have this kind of technology for crowd control. Do you believe that? Well, look, if they had this technology, why didn't they use it in Afghanistan recently? You know, why right now, as the Russians are amassing on the Ukrainian border, do they have artillery weapons and tanks and not... Uh, microwave and sonic weapons. Um, There are sonic weapons that have been developed, but it's basically called loud music, right? And the same with microwaves. The U.S. government, without a doubt, has engaged in a variety of clandestine operations over the years, MKUltra, right? All these different programs that were hidden from the public, and we know they have looked at microwaves and tried to develop a microwave weapon. We know the Russians have tried to develop a microwave weapon, as have the Chinese. But the issue is, have they actually been able to develop a workable weapon? And if there was, for the last five years, wouldn't you think there would have been intelligence intercepts? Wouldn't you think that spies would have come out and said, yep, we're we're familiar with it. We overheard this. We overheard that. But that hasn't been the case. So I guess my observation would be you have astute audience members here that are very familiar with these projects like MKUltra. And I can see where they would be suspicious in the case of Havana Syndrome. But when you look at this, there just isn't any evidence for microwaves or a sonic weapon. This can be explained using straight-up mainstream science. When you say, though, Robert, it's unusual that you would have so many people with similar conditions. Well, not necessarily. What happened was you had this outbreak in Cuba and started in the CIA agents and then spread to both the American and Canadian embassies. And there was a study done on that in the Journal of the American Medical Association. And they found that they were brain anomalies in the patients they looked at, the the diplomats and the CIA officers. And that got reported around the world as brain damage in the media. But that's not true. When you go back and you look at the original study, they did not find brain damage. They found brain anomalies. It's not uncommon to find minor brain anomalies, and small cohorts of groups that you do brain scans on. In fact, it's quite common. In the actual study, they actually said that the anomalies were so insignificant that they could have been caused by individual variation. And those are the same anomalies that you would expect to find in a group of people who have been exposed to long 
long-term stress. I would put my career on the line. I would resign my position in the Department of Psychological Medicine at Auckland University if anyone can show to me that the victims in Cuba had brain damage. They didn't. They had brain anomalies, and there's a huge difference. And then you've got what happened in Cuba, and then you've got what happened around the world. So in about 2018, the State Department issued an alert for its intelligence and diplomatic officers around the world to be on the lookout for symptoms of Havana syndrome. They called them anomalous health incidents, headache, nausea, dizziness, fatigue, uh, difficulty concentrating, forgetfulness, confusion, ringing of the ears, insomnia, balance problems, head pressure. The problem is those symptoms are so vague as to be experienced by just about any human being who has ever lived and any week that they've ever lived. And so they issued the alert, and they're on the alert now for these health incidents. And then the Department of Defense this past September issued an alert to all 2.9 million military personnel around the world. They said it's their patriotic duty to report any strange health incidents they've had over the last five years. Well, my goodness, now they've been flooded with cases of health incidents. But people have had health incidents ever since they lived in caves, right? And so with these vague symptoms and putting out that they want people to report these health incidents, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I was going to say that most of these conditions that you just described, you can find in just about anybody you meet. Yeah, You know, George, something funny happened to me when I was a child. I was sitting in my house one day, and it was very quiet, and all of a sudden, I lost my hearing for a few seconds. And I heard this real high-pitched whining noise. Mm-hmm. And then it just went away. And it was almost like somebody was pointing uh, a ray gun or something at my head. And I just kind of forgot about it. And then the next year, it happened again. And about every year or so, maybe in some cases twice a year, this would happen to me. And I just kind of forgot about it. And then when I was writing the book on Havana Syndrome, I mentioned it to neurologist Bob Ballo at UCLA, and he goes, oh, he goes, that's transient tinnitus. It's very common. And there's all kinds of really odd, unusual health conditions that people have that aren't particularly harmful, and you just don't know what they are, and you kind of forget about them. But if I were a diplomat overseas, and that happened again, and it just happened a few weeks ago, I might think that, wow, that's a sonic or a microwave weapon, and I've just been attacked. No, that's absolutely true. And uh, the fact that uh, everybody has concluded to to this point that it's just, would you call it a syndrome? Not not caused by any... Syndrome. But, you know, here's the thing. You've had at this point, the CDC study came out, and they concluded they weren't sure of what was going on, Center for Disease Control. Right. The National Academy of Sciences report came out, and they said, you know, we're really not sure, but our best guess is it's the spray effect from pulse microwave radiation. But then you've had the CIA report, 
You've had the FBI report, and you had the secret report from 2018 called the Jason Report from elite scientists. And the CIA, FBI, and Jason reports essentially said it's extremely unlikely it's microwaves and that mass psychogenic illness played a major role. But what's happened is the government has commissioned these reports, and when they come back with conclusions they don't agree with because they don't understand what mass psychogenic illness is, they then kind of keep that secret because the FBI report came out a while ago. They finished it, but it was never released, but it was released uh, as a leak, the conclusions that it was mass psychogenic illness. But they kept it under wraps, just like that Jason report from 2018. It wasn't released. It was kept under wraps until September of this past year when they got it during the Freedom of Information Act request. And so the government knew that there were three different reports that had concluded that this was not a microwave attack, that it was most likely psychogenic, but these reports were kept under wraps. And my question is why, and my guess is the E-word that government officials under Trump and the current administration under Biden, that they were embarrassed by what happened. And I think some of these officials have deliberately muddied the waters to try to make it look like there's still a mystery going when there's not, because they're embarrassed Mm -hmm. that we've spent the last six years spending tens of millions of dollars in accusing foreign governments of attacking us when it turned out to be the mating calls of the Indies short-tailed cricket, the Jamaican field cricket, and the Caribbean cicada. How much has the media contributed to the frenzy, Robert? Well, you know, I began my career in upstate New York, I shouldn't say this, in 1979 as a radio journalist. And I did that for a few years, so I'm familiar with the media. And the media has really stoked this up. For example, the first Journal of the American Medical Association study to come out, even before that study came out, almost a year earlier, information was leaked to the press by some of the researchers of that JAMA study that there were these mysterious white matter tract changes in the brains of many of the patients in Cuba. And we heard that in the media for nearly a year. And then in February of 2018, the article came out. It was published in the journal. And they only found three patients with white matter tract changes. Two were mild, one was moderate. If you go out in the street right now, you'll find that straight down the line normal. Out of 21 people, you'd find about three people, two mild, one moderate, um, because white matter tract changes are common in migraines. They're common in depression. They're common as people age. So there really wasn't anything unusual. So when the study came out, you have that report for a day or two saying, well, the, they find uh, minor changes with the white matter in the brain. But the year before, month after month after month, you kept hearing, oh, white matter tract changes. Oh, this is a real big mystery. But in the end, it wasn't a mystery, just like the hearing loss. We heard for months that the patients in Cuba had hearing loss. And then when the actual study came out in December of 2018, they only found two of the patients had hearing loss. 
And both of them had hearing loss before they went to Cuba. And what had happened was they'd interviewed the patients, and about a third of them said, oh, we have hearing loss. They thought they had hearing loss, but when they gave them the standard hearing test, they found that they didn't have hearing loss. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.